listeners, you're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, aka FAM. God began the world with a family, and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families would be impressed on your heart. Now, today's message. So today I'm concluding the, the short, short series I've been doing on joy for this month joy to the world and I want to start off from first Corinthians 16 26 27 or even we'll dwell on uh, the 27 but let's do 26 27 you can give me the NLT the NLT first Corinthians 16 sorry first Chronicles 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 all the gods of the nations are idols mm, they are what idols they are idols the accusation of the Bible against idols is that they have ears but they can't hear they have hands but they can't move nothing are we good uh-huh they are a representation of something, but they are not. Right? Mm-hmm. So it says, all the gods of the nations are idols. They don't have power. But the Lord, Yahweh, made the heavens. And it goes on to say, honor and majesty surrounds him. Strength and joy fill his dwelling. Strength and joy fill where? His dwelling. Strength and joy fills where? His dwelling. Look at anyone and tell anybody, strength and joy fills the dwelling of God. Tell the person. Look at the one that said, tell the person with all smiles that strength and joy fills the dwellings of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of us, our, all, our outlook at God, or the way we look at God, is that it must be serious. That it's not easy to rule the world. So God must be serious up there with no smiles, no fooling. <laughs> no, no joke in the morning. You know, any, any angel that comes to crack a joke, fire will just chase down. <laughs> Amen. And sometimes we look at God and the things of God as if they are without joy. But Bible says that strength and joy, you see, strength, might. Strength, might, but it might exist with joy in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Strength and joy. Amen. Amen. It says strength and joy feel his dwelling. Where God is, strength and joy is there. There is joy in God. Look at an event and there's joy in God. There is joy in God. There's joy. Tell about there's joy in God. Bible tells us also that in Matthew eighteen twenty. TPT says, for wherever two or three come together in honor of my name, I am there with them. I am there with them. So in other words, the fellowship of believers create the right environment of God's dwelling. Are you with me? The fellowship of believers creates the kind of environment or that dwelling of God and scripture makes us understand that strength and joy is found in that dwelling. Is the mouth working? Is the mouth working? Right? Where two or three come together in honor of God, where two or three agree 
As we were the verse before, go to 19. Verse 19 says, I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do for you. Then from there, the 20 says, for where two or three agree together as my fellow, as my followers, I'm there in their midst. Now, we often quote this scripture when we want to agree on prayer, right? But actually, when you look at the context where Jesus, before Jesus said this, Jesus was talking about the, the, the community. It was helping to shape the community of believers. You know, because where you have more than one person there, there's bound to be offenses. It's natural. If there are no offenses where people are guarded, some people are pretending. Mm. Once you have more than yourself, even yourself sometimes can get angry with yourself. I'm making some sense. Yeah. So with more than two, it's, it's one of the surprising things when you see believers are in a place and when there's an offense, they are surprised that there's an offense. It means that you want all of us to pretend. Or you want some people to pretend. And once, once there's, there's nobody, once we are not speaking the truth, actually my Bible says that we should speak the truth in love. Because why do we need to speak the truth? Because sometimes some people will be in error. Our conclusions might be in error. I experience it. The, the, the error will come. Shake your nose. The error will come. Error will come. Hallelujah. You know that sometimes even ladies are in the house. Sometimes you do your hair, it doesn't do. It's not nice. It's just not nice. You put it here in work. You put it here in work. You, you want to remove your hair, throw it away. <laughs> it's called error. <laughs> oh, are you in the house? Shake your name and say, error will come. Once we are dwelling together, the error will come. Amen. What will come? Shake your name and say, never error will come. Error will happen. Error dear. Error dear to come. Hallelujah. So what was Jesus doing? Jesus was giving them keys to handle and to manage the community. Because when two or three can agree, we create the kind of environment that's become conducive for his dwelling. Are you getting me? Or you are lost. You guys are smart, so I'm sure you're getting me. Are we good? So shake your nose and let's go on, let's go on, let's go on. Tell about we'll finish soon. Yo, shake your nose and let's go on, let's go on. So what am I saying? So what, what was what did Jesus when you read on what was Jesus saying? Jesus was talking about when a brother offends you. When a brother offends you, what do we do? And there were a couple of pointers that Jesus gave. And Jesus gave more than four chances for the offending brother to be restored. Sounds the four. Sounds the four. Now, why, is, why did Jesus give four? Not three. Four. Because often, three is the number of God. Most of the when you reach by three, one, two. Three. We can all conclude why it be. <laughs> Hallelujah. But Jesus goes on to outline more than three to about four, just to say that grace gives that much. Are you with me? But this is also what it means. Write this down. It also means that God prefers a restoration of relationship than a broken one. God prefers that. God prefers the restoration of relationship than the broken of relationship. So when a brother offends you, he said, don't be quick in, in breaking off. Talk to the brother. Mm. Reach the brother. Do something about it. Go the extra mile. Are we good? 
Okay, so let me so that I don't I don't dwell here too much. So Bible is saying that. Are you there? Are you there? For wherever two or three are come together in honor of me, I'm there in their midst. Fellowship of believers create the right environment for God's dwelling. The state of our relationship is what the Bible is trying to focus in this place. Now, where Bible is trying to is is, is trying to arrive at is this word harmony. The brothers must live in harmony. Sounds harmony. harmony. Someone shout harmony. harmony. I've heard that word before. If you sing, that word should be familiar with you. Or if you're in the creative music area, harmony is a word you should like. What is, so I was trying to find what's the meaning of harmony. It says, a pleasant musical sound made by different notes being played or sung at the same time. At the same time. Now, one thing you know about music is that music has to do with sounds. Sound. And most sounds are in different keys. I mean, sound can be in different keys. So, someone is making a sound, but it's in the key of F. Someone is making a sound, it's in the key of E. Someone is making a sound. These, these strings, and the instruments that are there, when you, when you make an uh, 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 immature person sit behind, and an unskilled person sit behind, you will beg them to stop. Because what they will create will be, will be adequately a distortion. And it will be a pain to your ears. But when you have people who are skilled and know what they are doing, they are able to bring all manner of sound together that gives what we call a harmony. And then that thing becomes sweet in your ears. Hey, I'm making some sense, somebody. So harmony has an effect. It has a soothing effect. Mm. And Bible says that God wants brothers, the community of believers, to have harmony. Mm. So whatsoever that each is creating, there must be an effect at the end that is pleasing. Mm. Am I talking to myself? Shake your hands and say, joy, 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 say, joy, joy, shake your <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes in the community of believers, you see, they have those that want to create any sound. Once it's a sound from them, they don't care. But you have to care. Because we are to dwell together. They said, there's something at the end that we must produce. That is very vital. Hallelujah. Bible says that when we are one, when we are in harmony, we create the right environment. Without harmony, Christ or God cannot be here. Where two or three are gathered in harmony, it says I'm there. Where two or three are gathered in disharmony, will you be there? Aha. So shake your nose, neighbor. Oh, look at the person with a smile on your face. Say, neighbor, we got a job to do. We got a job to do. Hallelujah. Yeah, it must produce a pleasing effect. Now, Write this down. The gospel is not only the good news for an individual, but it's the good news for the community. The gospel. It's not good news only to the individual. As long as because the gospel reaches the individual, certainly the gospel will reach the community. In other words, the effect of the gospel it's not just to the individual, but the effect of the gospel is to the entire community. Hey, are you in a house? The effect of the gospel is not just for the individual, but also to the community. So you can have a situation where you have one individual only experiencing joy without the community experiencing joy. Whatever the individual experiences, the community must experience. That's what I'm trying to say. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Therefore, tell anybody next to you, the gospel. So tell anybody next to you, look at anybody. The gospel, the gospel is beneficial, beneficial to, the to the community. Hallelujah. Amen. So 
if somebody walks in here, how do they know that we have the gospel or we have received grace? In other words, we have received receiving gospel, receiving grace. How do they know? Is that there must be something that must be evidential from the community that tells others that grace is here. I, I, I want to say, I, I know that I'm, 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 for instance, if you have a situation where one individual says, by the grace I receive, I prosper, and it's just me, then it is not telling much of the grace, because grace effect is not just on an individual. It must translate to an entire community. So, if the gospel can make Johnny wealthy, then the gospel can make the community where Johnny dwells also wealthy. As a matter of fact, if Johnny is experiencing wealth, that wealth must be experienced also by the community. Am I making some sense to somebody? Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey. Shake your neighbor. Because, listen, God is no respecter of persons. You cannot be the only person as for God there wants to be wicked too. Oh, am I making some sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. And look at the one that said, grace, grace does not discriminate. Grace does not what? Discriminate. As for what? If grace discriminates, then grace is not grace. Grace does not discriminate. Grace is for everybody that can receive. Hallelujah. Hey, are you in the house? Okay. The goal was not to do teaching, but to do encouragement. <laughs> Look at the neighbor next to you and tell the person that God wants you to experience joy. Tell the person God wants you to experience joy. God wants you to experience peace. Tell the person God wants you to experience grace. Hallelujah. Why does God want us to? Romans 14, 17. It says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. Hey. It's not what? It's a matter of eating and drinking. My words? Of righteousness. Give me amplified. It's about of living of... Okay. So... The kingdom of God is not a matter of, of getting the food. <laughs> Can you see? Of getting the food and drink one likes. Hey. Hey. But what? Instead is what? What? The state which makes a person acceptable to God and heart, peace, and what? I can't hear words. And words, joy. Okay, so it means that you can have joy without your favorite food. The place has gone quiet. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. You can have joy without words. Why? Because the kingdom of God, the provision of God in the kingdom is joy. See, the grace that saved you is the grace that provides joy to you. The grace that saved you is the same grace that provides joy. The grace that saved you is the same grace that provides joy. You see, all the argument I'm trying to make today is that joy is a provision of God. God gives joy. It's part of salvation. Joy is a package, and Bible even makes us aware from the beginning that it's a package. It's found in his presence. Joy, joy, you can't be a Christian without joy. Joy is the package of salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. Because I don't want us to hang our joy to, you know, because some of some, some people's this Christmas, their joy will go up because they're going to get a lot of the food they want to eat. But there are those who may not also get the food they want to eat and their joy will go down. Say, so my money is not enough because of that, I'm not happy. So when you say, I'll, I'll find the Christmas, it says, Chalita, say, no, it's all Christmassy. Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. my joy is irrespective of the food I get to eat. Tell the person. Oh, shake the one and say, my joy is what? Irrespective of the food I get to eat. Whether somebody invites you to a party or don't invite you to a party, there's joy. 
Hallelujah. There's words. Somebody shout joy. Somebody shout joy. Joy. Because joy is packaged. It's in fun. It's in his presence. It's packaged. It's in the kingdom. It's a provision of God. What are we talking about? Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, something is happening. Tell me, I can feel, I can sense the joy. There's a joy that is coming in. Some of you, you don't seem to be happy to because I haven't eaten this morning. My friend, let joy well up on your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Someone say joy, 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 joy. Hmm. Why do we need joy? Because joy gives us strength. Strength. And strength is required to serve God. Strength is required to say, service of God, you need strength. If you don't have inner strength, you fail. Look, no man can please God on their own. It's God that gives us the ability to do that. Check. Any man that tries to strive with God fails. There's no man that can do so. So, do you know what? God himself supplies you with the grace and the strength to serve him and to walk with him. And that strength he gives you is joy. God is the one. Check. Any man that lacks joy will backslide soon. Any man that lacks joy in God, you backslide soon. It's just a matter of time. As of all, you've already backslidden. You're just about to fall. <laughs> hey. Are you in the house? That's why you need joy. Don't joke with your joy. Some of you, don't, don't joke with your joy. Your joy is necessary. Ha! Hey! Hallelujah! Sounds a joy. Joy is necessary. For the day is holy to the Lord, and do not be worried, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. And it says, the Amplified says, and your stronghold. Nehemiah 8:10. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and it's your stronghold. What's a stronghold? A place where we are and we are safe. As of fact, a place where we are safe from the onslaught of the enemy. Yeah. It means that a Christian without joy is a Christian without defense. A Christian without joy is a Christian without defense. Anything can hit you right now. Hallelujah. Why so do we need joy? Proverbs 1722 says, A happy heart is a good medicine. Medicine that's amplified. A happy heart is the word good medicine, and joyful mind causes healing. But a broken spirit dries up the bones. Mm. A broken spirit word dries up the bones. A happy heart is a good medicine. Sickness is close to those who are always depressed. You check. People who are always depressed. Today my back. Today my ear. Today my ear. Today I'm not feeling well. Today my every Every day. My something. My spine. My this thing. <laughs> yeah. But one who is joyful. Oh. Are you in the house? Anyone that is joyful, you see, they, they look alive. They look alive. They don't look dead, but depressed people. So you look at their face, but then you, you are even depressed. <laughs> There's this guy I know in the ministry. Oh my God, bearer of bad news. Look, since I met this guy, there's always something wrong. They said my this. The doctor said my this. Recently, he sent me a message. He's been in the hospital for a week. They said he's this. They said, look, this guy is always bad news. He has no defense, no joy. <laughs> you see, being an African, yeah, being, look, being an African, Bearing bad news is cultural. Check, you check the women in the house. They only move by bad news. Funeral. Ah. 
The grown women, I mean, they only move about. Have you heard? Your mother will not call you over something until somebody's dead. <laughs> Have you heard that this one hmm, is your uncle's distant girlfriend's cousin? <laughs> then they are happy. They are going for food. Right? <laughs> hey. Uh, are you in the house? <laughs> Shake your neighbor next to you. Say, neighbor, be joyful, be joyful, be joyful. Some of you young people, you haven't reached anywhere, but you're already bearing bad news. Every day is the bad news. Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? And so it's bad news. Hey, it's hard though, and all those depressing things. Then that's what I think. My friend. You better take this one. You need, you need a medicine. The medicine is this one. A happy heart. Be happy. See, let your mind dwell on happy thoughts. That's why you look. Let your mind dwell on what? Happy thoughts and good stuff. Let your mind be upon it. Let it stay upon it. Think about it. Think about this. Bible says, joy. You look, you are never wrong when you walk in joy. I'm telling you, walk in joy. Sometimes it feels as if when you are joyful, you are betraying your friends because life is hard for them. <laughs> yeah, so you have to stay loyal. You also have to join in. So that's why when you are talking, you are talking about depressing thoughts, they are talking about how bad the country they will look at you, and now we'll see the end. <laughs> So that you also have made you. No, you have to say, no, my wig is on. My, my, my God, my, I got my, my <laughs> I got my bow straight on. I, mean, I think I'm fine. I'm fine. I think Ghana is good. Yeah, yeah. They will sort you. But keep your joy. Your joy is your defense. Am I making some sense, somebody? Yeah, yeah. Shake your name and say, joy. Whenever, whenever I'm talking about joy, then this movie comes to mind. Um, coming to America. Do you remember that place? You got to whether it's a church or it's a pageant or whatever. And then this preacher who saw the ladies in bikini said, Joy! <laughs> His heart has started beating faster. <laughs> it's a joy. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know why the, that preacher comes to mind. Joy. And then they shout, Joy. Amen. Shout, Joy. <laughs> it is all. So God supplies joy. Look at the way it says, God supplies joy. God. God does what? Supplies joy. God supplies what? Joy. God supplies what? Bible makes us understand Galatians 5, 22 to 23. It says, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Listen, this is TPT. Divine love in all its varied expressions. And it says, joy that overflows. Joy, that word, overflows. He said, this is what the Holy Spirit supplies. The Holy Spirit supplies love. And just to correct it, it's not fruits of the Spirit. It's fruits. So it's one fruit. But it has all these expressions, like this thing that when you bite into, all of a sudden, it's as if you have about three or four things in your mouth. Because somewhere, somehow, they are producing some responses all over in your mouth. You know, something you, eat something, you can taste the, the sour part, you can taste sweet part, you can take, uh-huh, that's what it is. It's one fruit, but it has all these expressions. And it says, well, the first on it is what? Joy that overflows. Joy that overflows. So, can you imagine, remember I said something about the community, I said something about the fact that once one has received grace, the community must experience it. That the supply to, the supply of God to one is a supply to the community. And I'm talking about in especially in the community of believers. So can you imagine what it looks like if you come to a community where one, I mean, more than one, brother, has received the fruit of the Spirit. It means that one of the things that should mark our environment is joy. Like these crazy guys who are always happy. Mm. They are always happy. They seem they have positive outlook in life. 
Something that from inside, they're just happy. They're just hopeful. Because, and, and then they're full of strength. Yeah. Do, do you get me? If you come among believers and there's no joy, either the Holy Ghost is not here. That's why when you come to church, you see that the music and everything, and say, give the Lord a shout, give the Lord a girl. And some of it, the way you, you, you say, say, give the Lord a shout. Ooh, I don't know what it is. Give the... <laughs> There's no joy in that one. Give the Lord a shout. The way the boys as we are worrying them, give the Lord a shout. <laughs> hey. Ah, oh, are you in the house? So some of you, your joy is not coming out. I see you don't have any joy. Oh, are you in the house? Give the Lord a shout. Yeah, amen. This, this is what our environment is supposed to be every time. A joy that is overflowing. As one of fact, when your joy is going down, you come and sit by somebody. Somebody should shake out of you, say something, look at you, smile, get something out of you. The main depression knows that you are coming here. He has to leave you. I had a story of one of the great generals of God's uh, of, the, of the gospel, and um, this demon-possessed guy. As some of the, 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 the principalities, they went to gather and said, this man of God is worrying us. So, but they've done that. They can't do anything to him. So they sent the human host to go and warn the man of God. Because they can't go. So as a matter of fact, as the guy was coming, the minute he, re- he reached the gates of the man of God, all the demons left him. <laughs> they all left him. He said, no, we can't be in his presence. So the, so the guy received automatic um, deliverance. Automatic, they just left him. and said, look, this place, we can't. So he came to come and give a warning. And then the man of God looked at him and said, there's grace for you to be born again. He said, that's where God touched him to become born again. Oh, am I making something? Yeah, let's try. You see, when you are coming, the ministry of believers, depression must leave you. Depression must say that, no, wait there. We have lost the cause. Because these people are just full of joy. But some of you, you come with depression and then carry depression back. It's like a personal package. <laughs> I, actually, I actually believe, one of the things I believe is that depression stays with the person, the person who loves it. Yeah. It's one of my friends believes. Psychologists don't, don't come and worry me. It's my first, first belief. That people are as depressed as they want to be. It's a decision. Because sometimes depression becomes a comfortable bed. And all of us don't like getting out of bed. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come and worry and say, I'm depressed, I'm sad. No, you like it. It's a comfortable bed. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So shake your head and say, get that, get, that, get that depression out of your life. Oh, look at the one in the face and cause, cause deliverance right now. Tell them, get that depression out of your life. Oh, shake them, lay hands upon them, add feet. Add feet, add feet, add feet. Pour oil upon them. Amen. Look at Zephaniah 3.17. I hope I've sung my message in, inside well. Look at what it says. Shall we read what it says? It says what? The Lord your God is what? Oh, let's read on. The Lord your God is what? And then what? Is mighty to what? To save. It says what? He will take great delight in you. He will what? Quiet you with what? His love and what? He will. Give me the amplifier. The latter part, you see it. It says what? 17. Don't mislead the church. Okay, it says what? The Lord your God is what? It's in the midst of you. What? A mighty one. A savior who saves. He what? He will rejoice over you with what? With what? I can with what? With what? Joy. My God, God is in heaven rejoicing. Hallelujah. There are names that are mentioned and God is rejoicing. God is, yeah, that's my guy. 
And but I want to mention your name here. My friend, you better rejoice. You better what? Hallelujah. Amen. See, stop wearing depression as if it is a nice mask. It's not. It's not. Depression is not depression and sadness. It's not nice. Live in your face. God is rejoicing over you. God is what? Rejoicing over. Look at the one that says, God is rejoicing over me. He said, what? He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in words, silence. He will rest in silent satisfaction. And in his love, he will be silent and make no mention of, of what? Past sins or even what? Recall them. He said, what? He will exalt over you with what? Yeah. God even sings. I've said some of you don't sing. I've said this over and over and over again. You want to have joy in your life, but you don't sing. You go to church, you don't sing. You are not. I believe singing is one of the things that releases the joy inside of your heart. Yeah. You are supposed to sing. Stop. You see, if you care too much about your face, you won't sing. If you care too much about your face, you never sing. Tell about you never sing. You never sing. But you got to sing. Sing and just sing. The Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And his mercies endure it forever. Yeah. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And his mercies endure it forever. You can't say for the Lord is good. Singing releases, it, it opens up joy. You know, like, um, how many of you ever drank uh, penny de penny ice water? You know penny de penny? Oh, you know penny? You see, the, the water fills the thing. And the way they do it, it's as if the water just wants to gush out. Aha. Uh-huh. You dare go and tear one part, I tell you, like, it will spill over you. So, you don't know penny de penny. The way you look at me. You don't know penny de penny. <laughs> Penit Beni was one of our deliverance. Proud to that, you when you buy ice water, the person is, the, is, in, a, is in a bucket. Yeah. Bucket with cups on top. And when you're in town, you call, and then they will come, and you draw close, and then they'll bow down. You see the woman, bow, and then you do the scoop. <laughs> <laughs> the scoop. And the cup, they give you the cup, and you drink the same cup, then you put the cup on top. You won't thank God a big way. <laughs> I remember, but so you see the back, this is how you know the back, the thing is cold. You see the back, the back is sweating. Once it's sweating, yeah. hey, and then Penny Penny came. Hallelujah. God is rejoicing over us with singing. We gotta have joy. Joy must mark the community of believers. Joy must mark the community of believers. Joy must mark us. Now, I said all this to say this. Because today we are doing something. Open, open the, give me 2 Corinthians 8, 1 to 5, amplified. Now, brothers and sisters, we want to tell you that the grace of God, which has been evident in the churches of Macedonia, awakening in them a longing to contribute. For during our deal of severe distress, their abundant joy and their deep poverty <laughs> they abandon joy. Why? Because joy is a supply of the spirit. And their deep poverty, they are poor. They don't have materially, they didn't have, but it did not stop the joy in them. In them. And look at what it, it did. Mm. Can you see it? 
their abundant joy and their deep poverty together overflowed in the wealth of their lavish generosity. For I testify that according to their ability and beyond their ability, they gave what? They gave what? They gave according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, and they did it what? Volume. What's the word? What is that word? What does it mean? Free will. Get this. People of joy, deep poverty. <laughs> People of joy, deep poverty. Volunteer giving. Joy, deep poverty. Part of the reason why we are not able to give voluntarily because we don't have joy. It's not your poverty. Because even from this scripture, there's something the scripture is telling us here that is, is, is interesting. They are poor, yet they are giving. It means that poor people can give. Hey. It means that what? And which among us here can say we are poor? So if poor people can give, then not poor people. (laughs) So all that is lacking here is joy. Shake your neighbor next to your neighbor. This is a word. I finished a word. Tell the person this is a word. This is a word. Oh, amen. Tell the person this is a word for me. This is a word for me. Begging us insistently for the privilege of participating in the service for the support of the saints in Jerusalem. Not only did they give materially as we had hoped, but first they gave themselves to the Lord and to us. As it's represented. So, what he's saying, not only did they give money, but they give service wise. This church is this amazing church. Don't be surprised that when we go to we go to heaven, there's a corner with a church name there. Yeah, a street name after there. Okay. Say, say, what about uh, is farm church? Uh, is, there, is there a junction name after us? <laughs> is that an intersection that they've named after us? Or a highway? Hey! Hallelujah! Shake your neighbor, neighbor, where's your joy? Where's your joy? Where's your joy? Where's your joy? Ask them about check it. Do you know how we've done programs where we raise money? Check. Anytime you want to raise good money, make sure that the people are rejoicing. Once you have joy, you see people will give more than when you start with that joy. Yeah. Look, when you're going to ask somebody for money, what's the best time to go and ask them for money? In this we say so you are in your good mood. I want the money. <laughs> a church without joy will not be a church that gives. A church without joy will not be a church that gives. In other words, we say, uh, uh, what, one of the things that releases joy out of us is singing. So when you come to church on a Sunday where you are not singing a song, it means that that day offering will be bad. Because they are not... They haven't, they haven't released their joy. <laughs> That's why we have, we have put a burden on Michael to make sure that the songs and things and people are singing. Hallelujah. Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor. Now, I don't want to. If I do, I'll, I'll keep teaching. But let me say this. As a church, not only is the Bible encourages us to give to those who to give to because we're talking about giving to the saints but not only are we called to give to the saints we also call to give to outsiders we are to share as as with the world as a listen bible's call upon us as saints is first to meet the need of every believer it's in galatians we are to meet the need of believers we are to meet the need of our shepherds and our leaders and then we are to share with the world. That's the way it works. 
You see, once you sit, you come build this habit. When you come to the community of, of, of believers, look out for the need of other people. Ask them about one of the things that will help you is that in your budgeting of your finance, put money aside to meet the needs of other people. You see, it's very annoying when you're having budgeted and somebody's asking you. Usually, you're not happy with that. So why do you wait for you not to budget for someone to ask and get angry and say, okay, I'll be, I'll be sad to do. Ask them about I'll be sad to do if you were meeting before. Hey, am I making some sense? Shake your neighbor and says, neighbor. Hey. 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 Are you in the house? Yeah, 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 yeah. Give to the saints. Give to. Give to the saints. Give to your shepherds, your leaders, your leaders. Aside greed. Aside greed, greed is a human problem. Aside greed, I think the church where you see pastors are raising most money sometimes because the members are stingy. Hey, if I sit my somewhere, you brought me a car. How am I going to raise money for a car again? Unless I'm greedy. I say that if you see a place where the man of God is asking for money, it's two things. Either the people are, are stingy or the man of God is greedy. Which is which? It's both. Eh? <laughs> shake anyone that says, neighbor. Oh, I can't hear. Shake the person. <laughs> Tell him it's a deep word. It's a deep word. It's a deep word. Hallelujah. Look at your shepherds. And I, I'm, I'm not talking, this is not self-serving. That's, that's a goal for what? Church, look for. You see, when you do that, you're, you're, recently, a woman of God be. This I was talking in uh, local tree English. A certain woman of God, to English, you had B. <laughs> Needs a phone. Her phone got broken. But you know what? She can buy the phone, but she never, she, she said she won't buy a phone. And I understood her perfectly. Do you know why she said she won't buy a phone? Because she knows that her God supplies. And she prefers that God supplies. And the same person, somebody needed a phone and she bought for the person. There's a level in the work with God, especially when it comes to your men of God or the people that are ahead of you, that they must work in the supply rather than they supplying for themselves. Ish. Because this is, if your man of God does not experience supply, where, what I mean is that where people are being generous to you, you preach generosity. You see, it's easy to preach what I'm experiencing. It's easy for me to preach what I'm experiencing. So if the people withhold from your man, what is going to happen is that he is not going to, because chances are he may not have to go work for it, so his messages will be, go work for your thing. <laughs> but when he's receiving, he will be able to talk about the supply and give faith and encouragement. And then by the time I realize the whole uh, atmosphere, community is full of miracles and supplying to each other. And that's the way the community is supposed to be. The community is not supposed to be that everybody go away for your thing. Now, there's a balance here. You know, I say we are sitting, oh God, supply us. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying that when we think about other people's needs, our needs are met much faster. And we see God much better than when we even supplying. And I've seen that even in my, in my life. This, this, so when she said, I've seen it, I've seen it. So when she said, I smile, I said, I know what you're talking about. Because sometimes there's certain things, I've come to a place where I know it to be supplied. So when I have a need, I find myself saying, God, thank you that you have supplied. And then, do you know what? Now my joy is how God supplies. I'm like, hey, we are smart, man. Mm. Meanwhile, I can buy. Hallelujah. I'm going to 
What am I saying? Today we are going to give to the poor. It's one of the experience by which we give to it's one of the experience by which we, we walk in the joy of God. Am I making some sense? We are going to do what? Give to the poor. And some of us give. We give everybody opportunity. And some give. Some, some are buying two packs. Some are buying five packs. Some are buying ten packs. Hallelujah. Some of you haven't bought any pack. Some of you, it's not because you don't have, it's because you don't have joy. He says the problem is joy. Because if the poor people give, if the poor church give, then farm church, we are too much. We can give. Hey, hallelujah. Ah, I want a song on joy. Not joy to the world. <laughs> Hey. Are you in the house? Now look at what someone said. Listen, listen. God's grace produces joy, which then produces generosity, which produces joyful thanksgiving and praise back to God. God's grace produces joy, which then produces generosity, which produces joyful thanksgiving. That goes back to God. That's the cycle. Joy, generosity, thankfulness, praise. Joy, generosity. Hallelujah. May farm church be a church that is full of the joy of God. May farm church be a church that is full of what? The joy of the Lord. Joy. I want you to rise up on your feet. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.